بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بإذن الله today we will be speaking about سورة النازعات when we look at the surah when we open it in our Quran we find before the very beginning of the surah it is written بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم along with that it is written مكي what does this mean this means that this surah was revealed in the Meccan period, which was before Hijrah. As for a surah where it is written Madani, then it has been revealed after Hijrah. So you would find that either the whole surah or most of the surah was revealed during this time. How do we benefit from this piece of information? One of the things we benefit from is when it comes to the verses that have been abrogated. So you would find that sometimes there were rulings which came down in the very beginning of Islam. Later on, these rulings were changed or abrogated. Also, we find a difference when it comes to the verses which were revealed in the Meccan period, the time before Hijrah. You would find that these verses are generally shorter and they rhyme a lot. One of the reasons for this was the people of Mecca were very eloquent and they were very good in poetry. And they thought that this Quran was similar to poetry or it was a form of poetry. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses in the language they knew and also to show them that this Quran is something unique and something different. As for the verses which were revealed after Hijrah, we find that they mainly speak about ahkam, halal and haram, and they are generally longer. In Surah Al-Nazi'at, Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks about many different topics. He speaks about the angels. He speaks about the story of Musa and Fir'aun. He also calls us to ponder over some of his signs, and thereafter he mentions the hour and how qiyamah will occur, and what will happen to those who believed and those who disbelieved. In the first few verses, Allah Jalla wa'ala is taking an oath. The scholars differ as to what Allah Jalla wa'ala is taking an oath by. The most common opinion is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking an oath by the angels, the different types of angels. So he begins by saying, وَالنَّازِعَاتِ غَرْقًا Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking an oath by the angels who pull out the souls of the disbelievers. Nazi'at is basically from Nazar, to rip out or to pull out. And Gharqa is when something is drowning. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking an oath by the angels who come to pull out the soul of a disbeliever. What happens to his soul? It's mentioned that when the angel comes to pull it out, his soul will try to run back into his body and drown into his body. Then he will rip it out and that in itself will be a form of punishment. May Allah save us. He then says, Some of the Mufassirin mention that here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about the angels. He's taking an oath by the angels who come and remove the soul of a believer. One of the meanings of this is when something is energized. So you would find when a camel is sitting down and its leg is tied, it can't really move. The minute this rope or this iqal is removed, it jumps up and it can run around. In the same way, when it is time for the soul of a believer 
to be removed. The angels will come and because he will see his place in Jannah and he will know that this is better for me than remaining in the dunya, in this world, it will be as though his soul is energized and ready to come out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then takes an oath by the angels who move, who swim between the heavens and the earth with the commandments and the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obeying him. Another opinion is that after they remove the soul of the believer, then they take him, they swim with his soul all the way up to the heavens. فَالسَّابِقَاتِ sabqa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then takes an oath by the angels who are always in the forefront, always hastening to do good. Another opinion is when they get the soul of this believer, they hasten with it. فَالْمُدَبِّرَاتِ amra. Allah jalla wa'ala then takes an oath by the angels who carry out their various duties and tasks that they have been assigned to by him. All these oaths for what? Remember, Allah Jalla wa'ala takes an oath when there is something important. Also, he is allowed to take an oath by whatever he wishes. So it can be any of his creation or whatever he decides. As for us as human beings, we are only allowed to take an oath by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we cannot take an oath, for example, by a person or a person's mother or father or part of the creation. We are only allowed to take an oath by Allah. So after taking these five oaths, the Mufassirin mention that the answer to this is hidden. It's as though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes all these oaths and he is saying, most definitely you will be resurrected. You will be brought back to life. They will come a day where the earth will be shaken violently because of the first blowing in the trumpet. Everything will be destroyed. Everything that is alive will die. This is the first blowing of the trumpet. Thereafter, there will be another blowing in the trumpet, the second one, and it will come after it. And from this Every soul, every living thing that was dead will come back to life. On that day, the hearts of those who disbelieved, they will be in fear and they themselves will be in disgrace. Why will they be in fear and disgrace? Because they rejected this day. They used to speak amongst themselves. They carry on saying, will we be brought back to life? Hafira could mean, will we be brought back to life in the same way we are? The other meaning is, after we die and we are put in the grave, will we be taken out of these graves and brought to task? Will we be held accountable? Will this happen even though our bones have decayed and rotted whilst we were in the grave? They would say, or they say, that if this had to happen, indeed we would be losers. One of the opinions is here, they are mocking the Messenger of Allah. They are mocking the fact that there will be a resurrection. It's as though they are saying that this is a big lie. It will never happen. This resurrection that he's warning us about, this hour he is warning us about, will not happen. 
فإنما هي زجرة واحدة فإذا هم بالساهرة. So Allah Jalla wa'ala responds to them and he says all it will take is one blowing of the trumpet. فإنما هي زجرة واحدة. Just one. فإذا هم بالساهرة. And you will find all of them coming up and they will be on the surface of the earth. Which earth? Is it this earth? Is it a piece of land which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create later on? Allah knows best. All we know is that the place where the people will be resurrected will be a place where no sin was committed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying basically just one blowing of this trumpet and everybody will come up. They will all be resurrected. Thereafter, Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions the story of Musa alayhi salam and his encounter with Fir'aun. One of the reasons for this is as a comfort to the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to show him, O oh Muhammad, do not be sad. If your people reject, if your people feel that they are too strong and powerful, they should know that there were people before them who were much more powerful and we destroyed them. So Allah Jalla wa'ala says, هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ مُوسَى Did the story of Musa alayhi salam not come to you? إِذْ نَادَاهُ رَبُّهُ بِالْوَادِ الْمُقَدَّسِ طُوَى When Allah Jalla wa'ala called him in the valley known as At-Tuwa. Another meaning of Tuwa is it is a description of this valley. It is describing this valley as being blessed. What happened? Allah Jalla wa'ala says, اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طغى. Addressing Musa alayhi salam, Allah orders him to go to Fir'aun because Fir'aun has most definitely transgressed. He has exceeded the limits. فقل هل لك إلى أن تزكى وأهديك إلى ربك فتخشى. And say, O Musa, tell him, should I not show you a way in which you may purify yourself? from disbelief and evil وَأَهْدِيَكَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَتَخْشَىٰ and I will show you the way to your Lord the way to your Creator so you may attain knowledge where you will be able to fear your Creator and worship Him in the way He deserves to be worshipped some of the scholars mention that this ayah this verse is a lesson for every da'iyah everybody who wants to call to the message of Allah Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a messenger to the worst of people. Somebody who said that he himself is the Lord who is all high. Allah jalla wa ala told him to speak to him nicely. In another verse in Taha, فَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلَ اللَّيِّنَا لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ أَوْ يَخْشَى Addressing Musa and Harun, Allah jalla wa ala says, Say some words which are soft. Address him in a good manner. Perhaps he may... Remember, he may return back to Allah and take your advice. So Musa alayhi salam delivered the message, فَأَرَاهُ الْآيَةَ الْكُبْرَىٰ And at the same time, he showed him the major signs. From the signs that Musa alayhi salam was given is that his staff would turn into a serpent. And when he put his hand near his side, he could take it out and it was bright and shiny for everybody to see. When we look at the miracles of the prophets of Allah, we find that these miracles were generally in accordance to what was prevalent at the time. 
So at the time of Musa السلام, magic was widespread. So Allah Jalla wa'ala sent him with the serpent and his hand to show them that this was not magic. It was something completely different at the time of Isa السلام, when medicine had advanced. Allah Jalla wa'ala gave him the ability to bring the dead back to life. And at the time of Muhammad وسلم, when the Arabs spoke eloquently and they had the best of shi'r, the best of poems, Allah Jalla wa'ala sent him with the Qur'an. And that was one of his signs, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So what was Fir'aun's response after hearing the message and seeing the signs? فَكَذَّبَ وَعَصَى He rejected the message. He rejected the signs. وَعَصَى And he disobeyed Allah Jalla wa'ala. After that, what did he do? Did he stop there? Allah Jalla wa'ala says, ثُمَّ أَدْبَرَ يَسْعَى not only did he reject the message, he then turned away from it and tried his best to oppose the message. So he called his people and he gathered them and he said, Addressing his people, he said, I am your Lord, the only one. I am the only one who is your Lord, the mighty, the high, the most powerful. Look at how Fir'aun not only opposed the message and wanted misguidance for himself, he also wanted to misguide others. He wanted to call others to oppose the message. And this teaches us a lesson. Sometimes if we are involved in a sin or we are doing something wrong or we don't want to do something good, we shouldn't prevent others from doing it. Allah Jalla wa'ala then says, فَأَخَذَهُ اللَّهُ نَكَالَ الْآخِرَةِ وَالْأُولَىٰ Allah Jalla wa'ala destroyed him as a punishment. What is the meaning of akhirati wal-ula? Some of the scholars said that when Fir'aun called out to the people and told them that indeed I am your Lord, he had also uttered a similar statement 40 years back where he said, I don't know of any other Lord except myself. So Allah Jalla wa'ala punished him for this statement and the previous statement which he uttered 40 years ago. Allah Jalla wa'ala gave him a chance to repent and he didn't. Another opinion is Allah Jalla wa'ala punished him in this world by drowning him and in the next. Indeed in that is a sign for those who fear Allah, for those who take heed from the signs of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Thereafter, Allah Jalla wa'ala addresses the kuffar of Quraysh, those who had rejected the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أَأَنْتُمْ أَشَدُّ خَلْقًا أَمِ السَّمَاءِ Is it more difficult for Allah Jalla wa'ala to create you as a human being or the heavens which are above you? What is more difficult? Here you have rejected the fact that there will be a resurrection. Allah Jalla wa'ala not only destroyed the people before you like Fir'aun, but he also created creatures which are much more powerful, much bigger, much better than you are. أَأَنْتُمْ أَشَدُّ خَلْقًا أَمِ السَّمَاءِ بَنَاهَا Allah Jalla wa'ala says we built it. رَفَعَ سَمْكَهَا فَسَوَّاهَا We raised it, this structure, we raised it high up and we made it even when you look at it, when you look at the sky. You don't see any place which is uneven. Look up, ponder over it. What is more difficult to create, the sky or yourselves? And Allah Jalla wa'ala 
made the sky that we can see. There is a time where it is dark, there is night, and there is a time where it is light when the sun comes out. Allah Jalla wa'ala made this light and this darkness so we can see and ponder over the magnificent creation of Allah Jalla wa'ala. He then says, وَالْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ دَحَاهَا At the same time, Allah Jalla wa'ala is the one who created the earth and he spread it out. أَخْرَجَ مِنْهَا مَاءَهَا وَمَرْعَاهَا He extracted, he took out and made for us rivers and springs and at the same time pastures, places of vegetation. وَالْجِبَالَ أَرْسَاهَا And put mountains on this earth so it can remain stable. مَتَاعًا لَكُمْ وَلِأَنْعَامِكُمْ All this he created for you to live comfortably, for you to make the most of and your livestock. Allah Jalla wa'ala created the heavens, the earth, the earth and what it contains as well as the mountains and he gave you resources so that you can use, you can live a comfortable life. All this we've created and these are signs around you. You will live in this world for a while and you will enjoy its bounties. فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ الطَّامَّةُ الْكُبْرَى Then there will come the time of the hour, the time where this trumpet will be blown and it will overpower everything. يَوْمَ يَتَذَكَّرُ الْإِنسَانُ مَا سَعَى That day when the people are resurrected, a person will see his deeds and what he earned. وَبُرِّزَتِ الْجَحِيمُ لِمَنْ يَرَى And Jahannam, the fire will be brought, the blazing fire for everybody to see. As for the disbeliever, he will look at it, it will make him sad and it will be a form of punishment in itself. As for the believer, when he sees it, it will increase him in gratitude because Allah Jalla wa'ala has saved him from this fire. فَأَمَّا مَنْ طَغَى وَآثَرَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا As for those who rejected, disbelieved and exceeded the limits, they gave preference to the life of this world over the akhirah. وَآثَرَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا فَإِنَّ الْجَحِيمَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ Then the fire will be their final abode, their final destination. وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ As for the one who had fear of Allah Jalla wa'ala, he feared the punishment and he prevented himself from following his desires. فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ Indeed, Jannah, paradise, will be his final abode and his final destination. Allah Jalla wa'ala then addresses a question that those who lived at the time of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam carried on asking him about. يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ السَّاعَةِ أَيَّانَ مُرْسَاهَا They ask you about the hour, O Messenger of Allah. They ask you, when will it come? When will its timing be? فِيمَا أَنْتَ مِنْ ذِكْرَاهَا It's mentioned that after they carried on asking the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he then asked Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala about the hour to show him when it is or to inform him when it will occur. So Allah Jalla Wa Ala addressing the Messenger, he tells him that this is not for you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's not your job or it's not for you to know when the hour will be. فِيمَا أَنْتَ مِنْ ذِكْرَاهَا that is not for you. Ila Rabbika Muntahaha. This knowledge is only with Allah Jalla wa'ala. He has the knowledge of when it will occur and how it will occur. Ila Rabbika Muntahaha. 
You, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, are only a warner for those who heed our signs. كَأَنَّهُمْ يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَهَا لَمْ يَلْبَثُوا إِلَّا عَشِيَّةً أَوْ ضُحَاهَا When they see this hour and they are resurrected, it will be as though they only lived for a short period of time. The years they spent in this world will be as though it was a short period of time at the beginning of the day or the end of the day. Again, in this surah, Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions death and it is as though he is saying, O son of Adam, death will most definitely come to you, so prepare for it. At the same time, for those who have doubt in this resurrection, look at how the creation of Allah Jalla wa'ala is so great, magnificent, huge, do you think that it is more difficult for him to create such things or to create you, O son of Adam? We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to protect us all from the punishment and we ask him to grant us al-firdaws al-a'la, the highest part of Jannah, without any reckoning and without any prior punishment. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.